Sylvester Sleuth and the Mystery of the No-Nos. In our last story, Sylvester Sleuth figured out the secret of the stars. He learned that God told Abraham to count the stars. He told Abraham that he would bless the nations through Abraham and make him the father of so many children he couldn't count them. Sylvester discovered that God fulfilled this promise in two ways. The nation of Israel came from Abraham's grandchild, Jacob. But also, he learned that when we believe in Jesus, we become children of Abraham and children of God. But now there's a new mystery to deal with. Sylvester Sleuth held open the door as the delivery man brought in a plate of delicious-looking donuts. There you go, Mr. Sleuth, the delivery man said. Have a nice day. Looks like your lunch has arrived, Sylvester, Reverend Kirk said. I'll leave you to eat. As the delivery man and the pastor left, Sylvester sat down at the table and looked at his plate of donuts. All his favorites were there. Sprinkled, strawberry iced, chocolate, cream-filled, and cake donuts. He had his eye on the sprinkled donut and was just about to eat it when he noticed a note on top of the pile of donuts that said, Open first. He opened it. It was another message from the questioner. The note read, Whatever you do, do not eat the donuts. Do not touch the donuts. Instead, you must discover the mystery of the no-nos. What? Sylvester said. Don't eat the donuts? That's madness! Suddenly, the detective's stomach rumbled. He didn't realize he was hungry until he read the note that told him not to eat the donuts. He looked at them. He imagined them calling to him, Don't you want a nice glazed donut, Mr. Sleuth? No, no, Sylvester said, and he went into the kitchen to find something else to eat. Sylvester's refrigerator was filled with food, but nothing he found sounded as good as the donuts. He even made a salami and jelly sandwich, but he was still hungry afterward. For at least an hour, he tried to distract himself from the donuts, but every time he kept looking back at them, he couldn't get them off his mind. He tried to focus on the mystery. What was the mystery of the no-nos? He tried to think through any clues, but he just couldn't. He wanted to taste one of the donuts. Who is to know if I sneak a little icing before this mystery is over? Sylvester asked himself. No one. No one will know. He swiped some of the icing off the sprinkled donut and licked it off his finger. It was the best icing he had ever tasted. He took another bite of icing. And then another. Soon the whole donut was gone. Oh no, Sylvester said. I ate a whole donut. But, but surely no one will know. I will solve the mystery and it won't matter. Now I, I must get to the library to find out what this no-nose is before I eat this whole plate of donuts. At the library, Sylvester found Bookworm writing instead of reading for once. Hey, Bookworm, Sylvester yelled. Shh, Mildred the librarian shushed. Sorry, Sylvester apologized. I always forget. Well, that's why she has me writing out these rules, Bookworm said. It's your egads and your erikas and your dun-dun-duns that keep me getting into trouble, sleuth. I'm sorry, Bookworm, Sylvester said. I guess I have never liked rules. They feel so... limiting. Rules keep us safe, sleuth, Bookworm said. How does being quiet in the library keep me safe? Sylvester asked. Well, if you keep it up, Mildred's gonna pound you, Bookworm laughed. But not all rules keep us safe. Some do, 
but some tell us what things are supposed to be. What do you mean? Sylvester asked. Look here, Bookworm said. The rule, no being allowed in the library, tells you that the library is supposed to be a place of quiet, so people can read and study. That's true, Sylvester said. And this rule here about reshelving the books, Bookworm said. Yes, let's talk about that, Sylvester interrupted. Does Mildred think I don't know how to put a book on the shelf? That's not what it's about, sleuth, Bookworm said. These books have to go back in the right place. If they get put back in the wrong place, we'll never find them. So it isn't about putting books on the shelf. It's about putting them in the right place on the shelf. Hmm, Sylvester said. I suppose you were right. But rules can be so hard to follow. I mean, I'm a loud person. Shh, Mildred said. Come on, sleuth, Bookworm said. You gotta be quiet. Oh, okay, Sylvester agreed. The reason I came to talk to you is I've got another mystery from the questioner. He sent me a plate of donuts and told me not to eat or touch any, because I had to solve the mystery of the no-nos first. So I, I don't know if I'm looking for a book on noses or a book about not having noses. I just don't know. Bookworm laughed. I think you need to reread that letter. Is there an E on those? The detective pulled out the letter and read it. Sure enough, there was no E. You're right, Sylvester said. If it is not no-nos, then what is no-nos? It's what I'm writing here, Bookworm said. It's rules. The no-nos. A list of no-nos. Thou shalt not. Don't do. Oh, that makes sense, Sylvester said. I'm going to suggest you go back home and read about Moses and the Ten Commandments, Bookworm said. You probably have a few things to learn, especially about not sneaking donuts. The detective's face turned red. How did you know I ate a donut? Sylvester asked. Sleuth, there's icing on your face. Back at his house, Sylvester sat down and read the Bible. He learned about Moses and the people of Israel. He learned about the Ten Commandments. He read how, before Moses could even deliver the Ten Commandments, that the people had already broken them. He had just read about Moses throwing down the tablets and breaking them into pieces when there came a knock on the door. It was Reverend Kirk. Hey, Sylvester, the pastor said. Do you have any grass seed? I think I have some out back, Sylvester said. Why? Well, some kids walked through my yard after the rain, even though I had a sign up that said, please don't walk in my grass. There's a spot of the lawn that's all muddy and I need to reseed it. Hmm. I guess rules don't work, Sylvester said. What do you mean? Reverend Kirk asked. Sylvester explained about his conversation with Bookworm. He told him about the donuts and how he'd eaten one. He told him how he had read about Moses and the people of Israel and how they had broken the commandments before they even received them. That reminds me of something the Apostle Paul wrote. Here, read this, Reverend Kirk said, handing Sylvester the Bible. Sylvester read, Romans 7, 7 through 8. What shall we say then? That the law is sin? By no means. Yet, if it had not been for the law, I would not have known sin. For I would not have known what it is to covet if the law had not said, You shall not covet. But sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, produced in me all kinds of covetousness. That's how I felt about the donuts. I didn't really want the donuts until the note told me I shouldn't eat the donuts. Why is that? Why would God want the law to make me do something I wasn't supposed to do? Because God is showing us that apart from Jesus, we can't obey, Reverend Kirk said. The problem we have is that we think we are fine. 
For example, you thought you had willpower until the note told you not to eat a donut. You found out very quickly you don't have the willpower. Oh, I see, Sylvester said. It's like when I think I drive the speed limit because I'm not going really fast. Then I see one of those radar signs with the speed limit on it, and I realize I don't really drive the speed limit I'm supposed to. Exactly, Reverend Kirk said. The Bible tells us also in Romans that we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means we can't do what God meant us to do, which is reflect His glory. We can't obey perfectly. Then what can we do? Sylvester asked. Here, read the end of Romans 7, Reverend Kirk said. Sylvester Sleuth read, Romans 7, 21-25 So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being. But I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. You see, Sylvester, Reverend Kirk said, the law shows us that we can't be perfect, but it also shows us that Jesus is perfect. When we repent, turn away from our sin and turn away from thinking we can be perfect and trust in his perfection alone, He credits that perfection to us. So the no-nos are truly there to show me my really big can't do. They are there to show me that I can't be perfect, that I need someone who will be perfect for me. That's right, Reverend Kirk said. And God gives us a heart to believe. God gives us a heart to do what he calls us to do. But our heart has to be made alive. I must text the questioner, Sylvester exclaimed. Sylvester typed out a message to the questioner, and in a few minutes, he received an answer. Good work on solving the mystery, even though you ate a donut before you finished the case. I forgive you, but you better eat up because your next mystery is waiting at the door. The doorbell rang. I guess that would be the delivery man. Pastor Zach here. We have all found ourselves having to live by a lot more rules lately. We have to wash our hands better than we ever have before. We're supposed to stay away from crowds and we're supposed to stay six feet away from people. It's really hard to do, isn't it? Think about God's law. God's law is impossible for us to live up to perfectly. That's why we need the grace of Jesus. We need a Savior who would come and live a perfect life. He had to do what Adam couldn't do. He had to live up to the commands that the Israelites broke even before they got them. If we have trusted in Jesus, though, every single right thought, every single right action, every single perfect word he spoke belongs to us. So when God looks at us, he only sees the goodness of Jesus. But even after that, he gives us a heart to believe and obey more and more. But that is a different story. Join us next time as Sylvester Sleuth faces another big mystery from the questioner.